Good morning. Good morning. Java Delight will uplift you. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Grab your coffee. Stay tuned. This show is about to begin. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> you, you get to do the good morning now after that. I'm so sorry. Good morning, guys. Sorry for interrupting you so in the first sentence. Sorry. I literally was like, like that was weird. All of a sudden, there was like this great. I'm like, whoa. Uh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brandon Croucher, CEO of Delight Cafe, and I am with the one, the only, the South African queen, whether you knew it or not. Uh, this is the South African queen, Miss Ilsa. How are you, Miss Ilsa, this morning? I am good. It's Monday. Um, it's been a long weekend. I went to bed very early last night. And then this morning- I did too. And then this morning, six o'clock, I woke up and I'm like, this is ridiculous. I don't even have anything to wake up for. Why the hell will you wake up at six? So I turned around and I slept until seven. And I turned around and I said, gee whiz, another hour. Thank you so much. I <laughs> and I tried it again. And by eight o'clock, I was like, let me just get out of this bed. This is not working. So I just See, got busy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. I just got busy with all my stuff, arranging the the interview for because the stone daisies is starting again on wednesday so i just confirmed all my 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 hey sherry hi guys i just confirmed the 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 the, the band that's gonna be on and um i on saturday had a meeting with another production company a music production company that approached me to do their podcast until i come to america which will be a paying job because the the, the what they do is they gonna um, get they call it brown soul tv so it's soul music and blues and jazz Ooh, and kind well, of things that they do and i then love got that a, jazz they've got us yes they've got a cigar lounge and it is so beautiful. And um, the one of the bands that that that, that from that we know, um, I saw them this morning organized uh, that they do their their album launch there in January. So we're up and running, busy doing a lot of things. That's awesome. That's yeah, a lot so of we've good things. Yes, yes, we're very excited. A lot of things. Um, I have another friend that's in the music industry that's gonna he's flying down from Canada on the twenty-third of November and then going back on the fourth of Jan. Just introducing him to all the bands and stuff because he's got a lot of um connections in the music industry in Canada and in the metal industry there and everything. So he's flying down to come and beat the band members and be on the podcast and all that. So we're very excited for things. Things are moving very, very fast. 
That's awesome. That is awesome. I'm I'm Thank so happy you. for you. Literally click that as I was saying it. Good morning. Oh, there Hi, is our you. guest. Yes, we are so excited you're going to be coming on. We actually, uh, Ilsa and I getting ready for the show, we're both excited for what you're bringing today. You're going to be bringing us a wealth of knowledge, Miss Amy. You're going to be bringing us, uh, the best way of putting it is, it's even, it even says it on our website. Are you tired? Are you tired of running out of money, energy? Like, let's, let's let her force and help to let, let her force and help and learn to cultivate growth. Clear thoughts of say of sacredy and claim your uh, innate confidence. Man, my t my I dyslexia is. I, she is going to bring it, and on a Monday morning, I don't think there's much, anything more you can want. Like that is a great way to start our day. Uh, exactly, you, and the week, and, and the week. week. Like Amy, I hope you're ready. You're bringing the energy to start the week in a positive direction yeah. to help us all. I am so excited as well. Thank you for having me. Um, you know, <laughs> I just got a text message telling me how nice I look today. <laughs> oh, you do. You. you look very I, beautiful today. So I started on Friday, Sober October. How I'll tell you this. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm trying. I don't drink much. I don't. I really, I one drink a week if at most. Yeah. I don't smoke cigarettes. I once in a while will have a vape pen or something like that. Uh, my big thing is I I enjoy other natural made products, and I'm not very shy on it on here. Uh, I, I enjoy the cannabis plant, but the thing is, anything can become a problem. And I realized I was smoking way more than I should be. And I was using it as a crutch. And what was interesting is I wrote that to myself in a meditative mind state is that my cannabis use has become a crutch for not accepting realities of who I am at times. So for October, I decided I'm not going to smoke at all. I'm not smoking anything. I could be with friends. I'm not going to smoke cigarettes. I'm not going to smoke. I don't smoke cigarettes anyways, but like I want to break free from the stalling I've been having in my life. I want to push into that next phase of my life. So it's been an interesting one. Uh, I am on day four of completely sober. Um, I'm even not doing coffee. As well. That's cold what? turkey as well. So I take my hat off to you. I have, I have maybe, I, I'm not smoking as much, but I'm trying not to kill anybody. So now and then I'll take like a drag of a cigarette, but I haven't had coffee and I have had no meat. See, you're doing coffee and meat. I'm doing coffee and cannabis and alcohol, but alcohol is just because I feel if I can go a month without alcohol, I'm going to see a difference. So this weekend, I... It's football season. Everybody's doing barbecues, tailgates, all these different things. So in the United States, we turn around and we go out on these weekends. We go to bars and we drink with our family, our friends and all this. Everybody noticed I wasn't drinking. Everybody noticed I wasn't smoking. And they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I just, I'm trying something new. And I'd explain it. I'll tell you this. It's really difficult because I see how my mind works. Uh, I see the anxiety that I feel. And it was one of these things where I literally felt I needed to go smoke at times this weekend. And that was not a healthy feeling for me. It was, wow, don't, you, you shouldn't need something like that to feel balanced. You shouldn't need something like that to keep going. So for me, 
I really wanted to make sure I let go of a lot of my things I'm holding on to. So for this sober October, I am four days in. I have not smoked anything. I have not done anything. I've not even done an edible. Trust me, I was trying to play games with myself. I even had people offering offer me CBD flour, and I said it won't work. It's gonna it, it, the smell, all of it. Um, the funny thing is, the last time I wore this shirt, I wrapped stuff in it, and I can smell it. It was good stuff. So <laughs> I literally am like, I put this shirt on. And I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh, that's not good for me, sober October. That's like going through a breakup and smelling your ex-boyfriend's T-shirt. No, I literally, I, I, I know I'm going to be okay on this. It's just one of those things where it was like this needed. I, I asked the universe where I'm stagnant and what I need to break. And that was something that I've really, that was a weakness of mine and it became a crutch. And when I say I was writing that in my journal, like I literally was writing over the weekend a lot and trying to break into myself. God did it. It hit me in so many different ways. And what was interesting was how my writing came out and I didn't share it with anybody at this point. And I heard three different times when I told people I'm doing sober October that I heard three different times how our, our anxieties, our things can become a trigger and how our, how we can become accustomed to them and not even realize that we're bringing these into our lives. So for me, this is a big one. This is one that I'm really, I, I know is going to be a good thing for me by the end of October. I'm going to be, I'm working out, I'm meditating, I'm eating right. I'm in this month. This, uh, because yes and no. So I went to a juice bar because I'm an hour away from uh, the house right now. I'm house sitting. As you could tell, I'm not in Egypt, even though it really looks cool behind me. Um, but like, I'm 100% like doing what I'm supposed to do on these things. I'm exercising. Uh, I've even started reaching out to people saying like, Hey, I need you to keep me accountable. And it's people who are not a part of the show. It's people who like tune in to say hi and I love you and hey and good luck to everybody. So I want everybody to know how grateful I am that people are are doing this. But I want to know, want you to know that this is a, this one's a big one for me. This is something that I want to do because I believe I'm supposed to look deep inside myself to find the best leadership I'm supposed to be and surround myself with the people that the universe has aligned to become who Brandon is supposed to be. And that's not always easy for everybody. And that's something for me, I've always struggled with. I hate being alone. How, how do you deal being alone? Like uh, the, just a random question. Like how do okay, you so handle do you being want, alone? Okay. Uh, uh, I actually had this conversation with um, Faith, my friend uh, that lived here um, on the other side of the room. She, we actually talked about it and 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 she she I said something about shower and she said she's gonna stand in the shower and cry. And I'm like, I do that often. I said, but I don't cry because I'm sad. And I don't cry because I, I, I'm lacking anything in my life. I cry because I'm lonely. I said, and there is someone special that I miss that I am not in contact with and everything, and I still miss them. I, and, and 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 um so I don't deal as well with the loneliness i sit by myself and then just do that's why i keep myself busy with with with, with building the connections on facebook 
um, for, for for the music podcast and 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 for the channel and for um, everything. That that is what I put my passion because it's another passion of mine. So when I feel like that, I keep myself busy with that. But I don't deal. Some days I don't deal well with it because it's not nice. It's not nice when you've got good news and you have nobody to share it with. It's yeah. Not nice. When you've got a joke and you've got nobody to tell it to, it's not nice when you just want somebody to be there for you, um, like you've been there for everybody and nobody's there. And that was the biggest lesson that I had to learn was that attachment from letting other people have um, authority over my happiness. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yes. So, me, I'm happy with my life where I am now. Um I won't change anything. I like the journey that I'm on, and I'm like like that. What I what I learn about myself being being by myself, um, going. I, I've got I've got the time to literally go inside and 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 and, and deal with 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 my issues because I, in any case, don't want somebody in a relationship to be with me in a relationship. If 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 you're just gonna waste my time, I'll rather be alone. Well, that's the thing. How many times do we dive into a relationship? I I, I mean, this is in like, this is why I decided to be single for the entire month of our entire year of 2021 is I I was so codependent of my relationship that I didn't know who I was. And that was the main reason I stepped outside of it is I needed to be able to push myself. I needed to be able to see myself in a way that's completely different. I did the same and then I allow people to do things just because I don't want to be lonely. And I have been single since May 2020. Um, So almost going for two years. I do not have the need for superficial relationships. And that's 99% of the time, that's all that people can give me because I know what I want and I know what I deserve. And 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 and, and what people are trying to offer me is not that. So I don't even put myself in that positions anymore. I tell people immediately, ah, you're wasting my time because I think if that connection is there, you'll know it. You mm-hmm. will know immediately and you'll know. And, and, and I said, I will not go into a superficial relationship ever in my life again. I'll rather be alone. And that's my thing is I don't want superficial. I don't want codependent relationship. And that's mm-hmm. where, like, I, 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 and I don't mean this as in like a significant other either. I mean, friends, I mean, mm-hmm. family, I mean, like you become codependent of needing people and I, I should be able to be alone without crying. <laughs> and that's just me being very vulnerable and honest. And no, that's why when I'm alone as well, you know what? That is your emotions and you need to feel it. Do not ever feel bad for crying or feeling your emotions. Men and people get told, why are you crying? Oh, it's not that bad. I am a very emotional person. I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm a very honest person as well. Um, and, and, and sometimes too honest for my own good. And I think that's why people don't want to hang around with me. Because I, I I have this motto that that, that, that that I picked up when I decided to change my life the day I walked out of my, my marriage was I will not let anybody have control over my life ever again on what I decide or what I want to do. Never, mm. ever, ever, mm. ever will I give anybody power over that. And I will not give anybody power in abusing me with their mouth, with their actions when I don't do what they expect me to do. 
Yeah. Um, because I am responsible for my life and I will take mm. responsibility for my decisions because I know why I make certain decisions in my life at what certain time because I have been there the whole time. So I know what mm. has happened in the past when I made different uh, 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 choices. So I'm not going to let anybody dictate my choices or the way I am or, or, or how I, I, I convey things because I always do it in a respectful way. And, mm. and, and people usually react because they don't like what I'm saying. It's not that it's not the truth. It's they don't like what I'm saying because right. I don't sugarcoat it. And because I don't have a dependent relationship on anybody, I give you what you ask for. If you give me respect, I will give you respect. If you're going to disrespect me or, 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 or see me as a sexual object or, or just somebody you can bully, you can be for certain that you will not be part of my life. I do not allow it. I don't mm. allow low vibrational people close to me. I help people that want to be helped. I love that. Uh, so, Rye, that's a great way to start our Mental Health Monday. Uh, Mondays, yeah. mental, Mondays are Mental Health Mondays. Tuesdays will be Testosterone Tuesdays. We'll talk about men and health for men. Wednesdays are the wonder of women. Wow. Because we're wonderful. <laughs> because you got you women are wonderful and we're all left speaking saying wow when we're around you. And from there it's uh, Thursdays, thankful Thursdays, and Fridays we're debating on the names. Oh no, I guess we're not. It's fucking Fridays. <laughs> no, we're not. It's fucking Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Ryan chimed in with what sounds like an amazing breakfast this morning. Uh, he says, "Good morning, delight heads. heads. Banana swirl, raspberry mousse, buttercream stuffed crepes, micro greens, and an amber honey on top." I hate to say that sounds amazing because that sounds amazing. And Ryan, I'm on my way to your house. Me too. Like, I'll, I'll see you guys in a little bit. Damn it, see I can't get the button. Dish, dish, dish up. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get food. Oh, that sounds amazing. It does. This weekend has been fun, though. And I wish I got to see Ryan this weekend. Uh, being, bold and being bold and direct and determined. Is, diff is different than being stuck up or conceited. Very well said. Very well said. The well doors open. The door is open. That's going to be interesting. I'm just going to walk in there and start eating. <laughs> That's Ryan. He's what saying the door's open. Sleeping? I what stayed home. I, oh, I, some self love. I did. I did a lot of self love this weekend. That sounds much more inappropriate than I meant it to be. Uh, but it literally was, I, sometimes that's also self-love <laughs> just by the way, <laughs> it's, it's a different you know no, I like took time to the dragon, to the dragon cave. Uh, I took time to actually be here at the house I'm house sitting and cuddle up with the dogs. Uh, I actually took a nap on Saturday and I'm not a big napper and the dogs, I have two chihuahuas I'm watching right now and a cat. By the way, the cat weighs more than both the chihuahuas combined. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. So the cat curls up on my chest and the dogs go under the blanket. Now, the girl who owns the house, I called her when I woke up. And she Actually, she called me to be like, hey, can I hear the puppy's voices? And I'm like, yes. Um, I'm like, here, guys, come here. And I'm talking to the dogs and all this. 
And I told her about the nap. And she's like, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that you literally curled up with both dogs and the cat. And I'm like, yeah, why? She's like, they never cuddle each other. And I'm like, wait, like the dogs and the cats or the dogs and the dogs? And she's like, the dog, the cat hates the one dog. Like literally the dog just doesn't sit still. It's always driving her nuts. She's like, I can't believe you got all three of them to cuddle you. I'm like, oh, we were out. Like this was the best nap I've been in years, years. Like I was like, I woke up, I had drool going around my face. It was the most heavenly nap I've ever taken. And truth be told. I'm not a big nap person, but Sundays are the biggest nap times. Yes. But I only do, I agree with you. Sundays are great for naps. And if, what day do you think is the best day for naps? Write that in the comments, guys. Let us know what day you prefer a nap. And if somebody writes every day, I'm going to love you. Um, (laughs) and the energy is that felt within you animals are great for mental health and teach us about self-care yes and oh Amy I 100% agree it was so interesting to me because this cat easily easily Sundays oh man Sunday see the reason I don't say Sundays is I use Sundays to well I'm a football fan I love my Browns we won yesterday. And yeah, uh, cheer. Come on, Elsa. The Browns won. Ah, the Browns won. <laughs> Woo! I love it. So uh, the, I watched the Browns game Apparently yesterday. I'm a Browns fan now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you sign up to be the Browns backers bar in South Africa. All right? There is one, but it was far from you. We're going to need another one, and you're going to be the Browns backers. One. We found one. But, like, I know. I like napping on Saturday. Why are Saturday naps my favorite? Because I can literally go out with my friends still. I can go to a drive-in movie. We could do a million different things. And I'm not worried about staying up too late. Where Sunday, if I can't sleep, I'm getting more anxious for Monday. I'm picturing in my head that I'm going to be tired for the show. And then I'm sitting there. That's why I don't take naps. They're the best days for naps, but I have that same problem. I can't sleep on a Sunday, the Sunday night thing. So I rather go to bed earlier when I'm tired, like seven or maybe eight o'clock, and then see if that doesn't feel better. Because you're always tired. You need a nap after the weekend. I have to be honest. I'm going to ask Amy that. That's going to be the first question. Amy, what day of the week is best to take a nap? You know? And how many naps per week? So if it's a necessity, I'll work it in. I don't mind. <laughs> I like. I will put blackouts on my window. I will like. <laughs> we go all... nap October and we have to nap every day. I mean, <laughs> sober no, and nap would... October. So after lunch, any day, she answers. That's a beautiful answer. To... But my question would be then. Is there a time limit for the nap? Because you don't want to end up in like that deep REM cycle and then have to wake up and dive right back into work or being busy. So for me, I, I, is it a 20 minute nap or is it like an hour long nap with a jog afterwards? But then you're getting your, your adrenaline up to take a nap. Maybe. No more than an hour. Boom. Sherry says no more than an hour. That means that's so. All right, Elsa, for me, 15 minutes is a sweet spot. So what if I set the alarm for 30 minutes? 
I, sweet spot. If I set the alarm for 30 minutes, because it might take me 15 minutes to calm my mind down, would that be, or turn everything off, turn all electronics off, eat lunch by yourself, totally let, let go, get in a good mindset, and then turn around and you take a nap for 15 minutes after lunch. You're refueling your body and resetting your brain. I, oh, I think we're going to change the world with this. Nap time. Yes. Nap time. We're going to implement uh, nap time every day after lunch. Nap time November. Nap time November. We're going to nap, nap every day. We're going to see We're gonna see how we feel at the end of November napping every day. I love my job. Fuck. <laughs> I also was like, I, for November. I need to take afternoon naps. <laughs> Hey, can you come over for a doctor's appointment at, say, 1230? Sorry, that's my nap time. Bye. <laughs> when you take a nap, do you like to go somewhere? Like, I don't like to take a nap in my own bed. As weird as that sounds, I fall asleep on a couch. I'll fall asleep in a recliner. I'll fall asleep cuddling the pets on the floor. When you take a nap, is there a spot that you like, or do you just go right back to the bed and crash? I can nap anyway, um, but I don't like napping because I'm not a very friendly person when I wake up because I want to sleep and I want my body to wake up by itself. Um, that's one thing that I can't change. I am a grumpy person when somebody wakes me up, be it from a nap or be it early in the morning and, and, and they don't do it nicely. Um, really? I'm a morning person. If I, if I wake up by myself, I'm so happy that I woke up by myself. But, but but if I get woken up, like, trying to fall asleep or, 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 or fell asleep on the couch and somebody, like, touches me 15 minutes into it, I I want to sleep in my body. So that's why my naps are more, more, usually about an hour and a half, two hours. That's why I can't do Sunday naps because yeah. I don't set alarms. I just, like, let's sleep until we're not tired anymore. <laughs> we'll deal Which with is... the crap later. <laughs> we'll deal with the crap later uh, when your mind starts running though because like sometimes we want to take a nap and it's like your mind starts running and that's where the nap gets ruined because like i can't get it back to calm i can't like so for me it's been the fact that i took a nap was fun it was ironic by itself uh it was supposed to rain all day yesterday so i planned to work from my computer all day yesterday and then it didn't really rain it was cloudy but it didn't rain all day, like maybe 20 minutes and that's it. So what I did was I actually took advantage of the day and for self-love, I, I, I honestly just went for a drive. I went through the park and I, I went right by the water and just enjoyed it. Um, nice. I, I had a, a phone call with my uh, parents and caught up with my mom and dad because um, I haven't seen them in a week. And then from there, I just... I needed to say, take some time for me and call the people who are going to talk to me in a different way and say, Brandon, enough of being in your own head, enough of this. And it was what I needed. I came home and I started writing again and I got out of my head. Uh, what did you guys do this weekend? What did everybody do this weekend? Elsa, what did you do this weekend ever? Oh, dang, that's a good look. I'm just going to be quiet. Go ahead. Uh, we had Thanksgiving yesterday. So our Thanksgiving in um, our spiritual community um, was on the new moon at Falso. So, so we had a, a new moon ritual with our um, giving thanks. So I got to get, say 
say thanks to all the opportunities. And they actually, it, it was very powerful. You could feel the energy and everything. And then um, Ines asked me, is there something that you want to say? And I usually don't say anything. I'll just say something. And I just said, I am just grateful for all the people that I gained in my life and all the people mm. I've lost in my life as well. Because those are sometimes the most important ones is the ones that we do not need in our lives, that do not speak to you the way that you want to be spoken to, do not uplift and empower you due to personal reasons or that. So I, I, it's and it's hard. It's hard mm. cutting those people off. So I got to say thanks to, to, to my spiritual people in my life, the people on the channel and all the opportunities that just popping up everywhere um um i have this thing that i'm trying i do not chase i attract and i've stopped chasing opportunities and just creating connections and the opportunities are presenting themselves so a lot of things that i that that, that i could be grateful for um in the new cycle starting all the the, the seeds and, and and networking and work that i've done um, seeing that actually just just starting it it it, it was a very powerful powerful day and mm. then i went on the train for the first time the how train so in 2010 yes in 2010 um they built the the, the how train system for the world cup rugby world cup so from pretoria right past us up into the east train so it's 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 it's, it's quite a, a, a bit but if you go with the train i think it's like 30 minutes from there but if you go with the cards the the the, the furthest points about an hour and a half so it's my first time on this train so it's actually so easy to manage it because it just goes it, it stops at the same place the whole time so if you're on the wrong train you just get off on to the next one but now the train is like it's got seats that look at each other like face oh. each other yeah. Yes, and they've got seats that are just one-sided, and then they've got a couple that face each other. Because this train goes forward and backwards, and I didn't know which side we were going, and I chose the the chair where I sat facing facing in front of me and then the train went backwards so now it's the first time on this train you can't see so i'm at the window and this whole train the whole coach it goes like this on the train thing so it goes but it that feels subtle but every time it gets to a pole it like makes a big swing like this so now i'm sitting every time the pole comes by this thing starts swinging and it's like it connects each other yeah in the corner of my eye i was so freaked out when i got back home. i'm like i'm not sitting there again <laughs> let's not do that we sit and we just look forward because this backwards and that thing oh oh my gosh I, and, and then yesterday i just came home i get motion sickness when it goes backwards like that like it's like yeah. everything's like, it's like a roller coaster it's like a roller coaster that's what it feels but a long like. roller coaster it's fast. it goes very fast yeah um i wanted to say another thing about it. and it's actually so easy to use it and it's so safe because i was scared in the beginning to use it because i'm not used to it in south africa the crime is very high you can't just walk anywhere you uh, literally um if you guys don't believe me go google there's murders and rapes <laughs> on a daily basis if you don't believe yes. me, just Google it. You, you know, but, but it's, I'm on, it's, so it's very dangerous for any woman mm. or any person for that matter to be in areas where it's not safe. And you never know where that is. And um, the trains that we know that we grew up with, they are not safe for, for, for people to go on. Um, 
the normal train. So this train, I was actually very surprised. It is so safe to go on. So, and it goes, the, the station is almost by my house and it goes to the East train where I go there. And then it goes to Pretoria and it's so, it's not even that much money. So I'm not even worried about not having a car anymore because I can Uber to the station. It's like 20 Rand to Uber, 50 Rand to Uber to the station and 40 Rand for your train ticket. So it's like $10 not even oh, to not go on the train exactly so why pay five thousand rand for a car a month and then you have to put petrol in and you're not even driving every day you're only driving it when you go somewhere and i don't drive to work i drive to my to, to, to my meetings that i have with the, the the artist and that type of thing but it's always at a mall somewhere and this is close to a mall so i just realized that you don't actually need a car I you, you make a way if you want to yeah, there's uh, public transportation's right there. It's the safety of it that we want to keep. Do, 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 are you feeling safer now that you've done this? You feel comfortable that yes. you can do this more? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm I, very excited now. I'm sorted. I can get to my daughter and I can get to my other appointments. So now I'm okay. Now we're just winging it. So Amy said, I meditate after lunch yeah. instead of a nap or just bask in the feeling of appreciation. I think that's a great, great thing. And then Amy oh, says, right. oh, yeah, I love that mantra, Elsa. I don't chase. I attract. I think that's 100 uh, percent. Spend some time with my sister and her husband, Sherry said on Saturday back and back there on Sunday. I'm helping my sister who broke her leg. She dropped me off off from the hospital while her hubby goes to France this week. For work what that is awesome i want to go to france just for france uh then did you see this so it is an it is a hammock chair that you need to put in your house so you have a hammock in your house right i want one uh yeah i could get rid of i could get rid of my bed and sleep in a hammock all the time i i just hammocks are so comfy to me i don't know what it is about them they are just Hammock and palm trees, yes. Hammock and palm hammock, trees. Hammocks and palm trees. That's why you like it. I do. Because it's farming. Okay, so I put a, a, a poll. I don't know. Guys, you must go check on the LinkedIn page. There's so many polls. I just ask people random questions that 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 that, that uh it's got to do with the with the episode and everything. And um I put one on there that, that of today that I would like everybody to go and go and answer, but I actually want to ask you, you've asked me a bunch of questions. So I want to ask you, are you a people pleaser? Me? Yes. I asked it to everybody. Oh, do you feel that you are a, peop a people pleaser? Yeah. And where do you draw the line of being a people pleaser? Big woofer. Hello. Oh, I, like, look at that dog. Oh, oh my God. That dog is a big woofer. That dog, like, yeah, it's not. That dog is. <laughs> that dog is like big. That dog's bark is big. That is a big woofer. He, you can hear it, like, woof. like I hear that bark in that one. That's an awesome one. Nice to meet you, big woofer. I love it. You don't have to answer me if you don't want. Just go answer on the poll. I want to see how many people are out there that really know that they put other people's um, opinions and, 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 and happiness before their own. 
Are you? Tattoo, that's what it means. Me. I'll, I'll admit I am. I, I used to be I, a people I am a pleaser. I, no, I used to be one of the biggest people pleasers. Now, I am like all gangsters. You're all... All gangster. I'm yeah. all gangster now. All gangster. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I don't please anybody but myself. <laughs> okay, I, that uh, does not sound very <laughs> X-rated. Sorry, that's not well, what I mean. <laughs> well, it sounds more intimidating. Oh, I'm the OG. I'm the original gangster. OG, that's what. The that's what they call me back in the day. Nobody takes. I, I'm not a people pleaser anymore. Uh, I, I, I am a people pleaser, but that's just. <laughs> I see pain in people, everybody. And that's my biggest weakness is I, I, I hear, I see, and I know what people like, they, I see their, their anxiety and their pain on them. And it just gets, I hate seeing people hurt. I hate seeing people sad. I know how much that hurts. I know how much that, that sucks. It like, it, I don't want people to be there. So when it's someone that I appreciate or someone that I felt has benefited my life in any way, I try to be there for them. Uh, sometimes I'm, I'm over there though. No, no, no. Sometimes I just over, I over care because I'm giving too much of myself. And the thing I've been working on why I'm doing sober October is instead of people pleasing, I want to brand and please. I want to be able to make myself feel so comfortable that I'm not nervous about anything. I want to be able to have that confidence that I know is deep down inside of me with believing in myself. I want to be a big, a big woofer, you know, and <laughs> I just, people pleasing has always been a weakness of mine, but that's, it, it, it's something that I've looked deep into in my therapy lately and what's been going on. So it's just part of me, my growth process. And I'm grateful for the challenges I've gone through because they've really pushed me to make me have to look deeper inside myself. Uh, without me taking the time to do that, though, and being the people pleaser I was or am, I wouldn't be able to connect what like, I do with others. I wouldn't be able to feel the way I do, uh, like how well, to help others. You would, still, you would still, because I still help people and, 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 and I still feel people's pain and, 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 and I, I, I still help people, but, but not at my own expense. Mm -hmm. You see, so that's where the, difference. and the reason I asked you this question is I saw on Amy's, I think it was on a, 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 a page or Instagram or something where she asked the question, are you a people pleaser? So I made the poll about that as well, because I think a lot of people need help with that setting boundaries by still helping people. And still being there for the community, but not at your own expense. And see, that's the thing. Why when people set boundaries, especially people who are known to be people pleasers, <clears throat> myself, when I set a boundary, it seems like it doesn't seem I piss people off when I set a boundary because all of a sudden yeah, they right? can't. Yeah. And I, I, I hate like the reason I have trouble with boundaries is when I set them as a kid my parents would break them because I was the kid and I needed to obey them. And then as I became older, that became a, a people pleaser thing. And then from being a people pleaser all the way through till I'm an adult, it hits a point where you're just literally like, I want to make others happy because at least I will make them happy. If I can't make myself happy is what I told myself. And that's not true. So I want to ask you a question. Um, they only got angry with you when you did something that they didn't like. 
It wasn't, uh, okay, you made a choice for you. We respect the choice that you made for you because that is why you made the choice. It was always, it wasn't what I expected you to to, to, to do. And then it, that makes you change your mind and do something that you don't really want to do. And you're not going to put your heart in to make somebody else happy. But in that time, you are adding to your anxiety and you are adding to, to the pressure of keeping everybody else happy and not looking after yourself. And the point is, when this attacks your physical body, the soul crush that you get when people do that to you, because that is what it is, and it affects your affects your body, um, 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 and you get ill, or, 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 or you get depressed, or that, I mean, you sit with that alone, because then you're lonely, then nobody's there, and you have to sit with that thoughts. So why not make your thoughts easier to sit with, and not worry about the other people's thoughts? Because have it doesn't you ever... make you a bad person. No, it, it doesn't. Make... No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it does not make you a bad person. It does not. It has to be done in a respectful manner still. And you have to respect other people's boundaries too. And I think the minute you start setting your own boundaries, that's when other people start to say, well, I need boundaries and stuff like that. Because like I've done this with so many people lately. Like I don't, I will not let people yell at me. I will not let people talk down to me. And I've spent so many years letting others do that. And I've been in very high up leadership roles where all of a sudden, like if, the president of the company wants to yell because something's not right. I'm one of the people getting yelled at because I'm one of the managers. And there's a point where you start to like, just you take those on and I've had a hard time letting them go. So for me, it's, I want to be able to be that example. I want to help people see that while setting boundaries, while doing a sober October, while being friends with someone of the opposite sex, like Ilsa and I, is something that really does benefit all of us. Like, I don't need to talk to Elsa as a co-host and be like, hey, baby, after the show. I like, I don't hit on Elsa in any way because I want Elsa to come and bring her best self. But I also know that for me, I want to be able to be able to put myself out here in a way that I show that positivity. And I think a lot of men, when they, I'm using men as my example, because men have extreme mental health issues, just like women. And I think with men's mental health, we look for that coping through sexual attraction, through physicalness, through all these other things. And then we, that becomes, it's almost like a weighted blanket is that person's emotions and who they are becomes that weight on you. It becomes that thing of being able to feel comfort instead of actually being able to feel growth. And I'm trying to remove all those blankets and not be sweating underneath it all right now mm. and be able to step out into Brandon. And I think there's so many of us out there from Sherry McQueen, Brian Tracy, the big woofer. I just like that name so much. Like, I feel like when we see that, we should bark. Like, because that's a big dog. But like, if I, I, big I want to bark. I want to, me and my daughters, we've got this thing that when we drive in the car or we just do something amazing, we howl like wolves. But I do it with my friend as well. So we go like, oh, my voice just went, can you hear that? So then we all do that. <laughs> Elsa, are you going through puberty again? <laughs> I remember when my voice cracked as a kid. I, I always, always embarrassed. I was like... My voice still cracks still today. I'm still in puberty. <laughs> it's never gone away. It's just getting more and more huskier and huskier. I've got a compliment. Uh, uh, the, the, the one of the um, 
guys from the production company said to me on Saturday, he says, you've got a voice for a radio. And I'm like, you're on a face as well. Yes. <laughs> That's what I mean. But you've got, I was like, um, I, I, taken back a bit because that has been one of, <laughs> that has been one of the most difficult things for me to 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 embrace was hearing my own voice and 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 falling in love with my own voice and the things that I have to say because it means something. My voice means something. Do you ever go listen to our stuff and then like I, I, I oh I hate the sound of my voice. I, I think know, I'm I, annoying. I, 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 I because I don't want to think that. I don't want to think that I want to get used to it. So that's why I watch it because I sound what I sound like. There's nothing I can do about it. I can change how I, I sound. Yeah. See, I sound like this. Yo, peeps, how you doing, Miss Mandy? Yo, yo. <laughs> it's Mandy Atterbury. Sorry, Mandy, I'm not hey, picking Mandy. on you. I'm changing what my voice sounds like for Ilsa. CK says love. She also said, Big Woofer, I was born with a speech impediment. I actually sound like a chihuahua. <laughs> I, I want into that. About my voice, and I think there's a lot of people that it affects is their voices, the way they sound. I mean, do you ever listen to a voice note that you leave for somebody? Yes. Like a, I, a, then you listen to it, you're like, oh, I do not sound like that. So I've, I, I had to listen to it to get used to it, and I actually learned that with the musicians because they listen to their own music to 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 to. To, to hear what it sounds like. So you need to embrace what you sound like. Your I, voice. I, do do and, you know where and, I think and, and, I and sound good? Say. Huh? Where I enjoy the sound of my voice. And that doesn't mean I enjoy it like that. Like it's where I feel like I hear myself is when I'm actually presenting. And what I mean by that is like I'm up on stage, I'm teaching, I'm doing something, whatever in that, that is where I feel I when I hear my voice there, I'm not listening to the voice, I'm listening to the words I choose. Here, I, I watch this and because I know this is me trying to be me being the example I want to be, I judge myself in these very harsh, critical eyes, and it's not healthy. Uh, Bob Seymour made a great comment. Uh, most men have been brainwashed into believing that showing emotions is a sign of weakness, when in fact it is a sign of strength. He's 100% right. Bob is on the money, ladies, on the money. True. Uh, stop belittling yourself, Brandon. I See, CK's, CK is on, on, on me, and she is. I gave CK permission to be hard on me because it's I'm not hard. I, I'm too hard on myself. It, and that's the thing. I tell yeah. myself that. It's, I don't know why deep down inside, ingrained inside myself, I literally tell myself I'm, I, I, like negative things all the time. I, I, and like, I, like what? No, like Shiraz. Is it Shiraz Babu? Shiraz? Is it Shiraz, Shiraz Babu? Shiraz when Babu. He the, when he did the shifting as well, and he said that um, somewhere along the line, you said something and someone used it against you. Yes. Like for me, and, 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 and that is why that is why you also feel like that. It's because when you said something, you were never heard. You were never heard that what you said meant something. And it, it, it got so deep that it, it, it affected the way you feel about your voice. It affected mm -hmm. the way you, you pronounce words, the way because you start to 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 doubt in everything when 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 you say something and people don't hear or see you or acknowledge that you yeah or there or whatever. So 
I think that is why we feel that way. So that's why I think it's a good thing that you watch the show, but don't watch the show to, to watch yourself. Watch the show to listen mm. or to the advice and the help you are giving people. And it will change. Don't listen to your voice. Put it on chipmunk if you don't want to listen to your voice, but listen to the message that you give people every day because that is the most important don't make me come over there, Brandon, and slap the silly out of you for doing that to yourself. You go, Mandy. <laughs> Thank you, Mandy. Uh, Bob says his eyes fill with tears at the raising of the flag, the playing of taps, and seeing someone suffer needlessly. needlessly. And that's a very big thing. Um, oh, by the way, Miss Amy, let us know if you have the link. I, I thought I saw your email was there and you got the link already, but if you don't, I want to make sure I get it over to you right away because you're on in about 10 minutes and we're excited to have you. Uh, Elsa will be reading your bio in the next five minutes. So I, I, I agree. But what fills you up with tears? What fills you up with tears, Elsa? Like, what fills I, me up with tears if I hear... Happy um, tears. Happy tears. Oh, Let's switch happy that. Tears. I want okay. happy tears. Happy tears. Happy tears. It makes me happy when I see I can speak to someone and they take away, especially if I speak to my friends that are in low places, and that that makes me happy. It makes me happy when I can see that they start believing in themselves. My kids mm. give me happy tears when they just say the silliest things and stuff. And then my, my achievements, my achievements give me happy tears. That is what gives me happy tears. And people that abuse other people and hurt other people give me sad tears. That just breaks me. Good morning, hey, Brett. And then no one should be suffering in this day and age. The thing is, I think suffering. All right. So let's say this. Let's say this earth. There's a heaven. There's a hell. There's all these things. But we're on earth. So that means our choices. Are we looking upwards? Or are we looking downwards? And I have this tendency to look down. And that's why I've been building up and getting out of this negative self-talk and all these things. And when I see my accomplishments, I have to praise myself for those. And in the back of my head, I'm always telling myself, oh, you're being cocky. And then I'm like, no, stop that. Be proud of yourself and the, the exactly. things you've gone through. And those are the things where when we're looking up or we're looking down, those are the times that when you look up, you're always going to have something that's trying to lower your vibration. So look inwards. Uh it, like take that time to look in and you have to be able to do that uh what did you do this friday this awesome thing you did this friday miss mandy but go ahead also you were about to say something too i wanted to ask you something that um do you um can you think back of uh, any time where somebody told you that you cocky when you celebrated a win or something that you like really were so impressed with yourself and you just went out and somebody said to you you're just being cocky yeah. Exactly. That's what happens. Do you want to, now, do, Their limitations onto you. Why? Because they're jealous. Because they don't celebrate themselves. And then they mm. don't allow other people to celebrate them. Mm. So celebrate mm. yourself every day. I do happy dances if I... Show me a happy dance. If, if I do... Like I have to... I love that you're doing it. I love it. I was I just... I like happy dance. Ooh, I walked into the, 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 the roof. There's no space. I happy dance there in the kitchen usually, not in my office. Tomorrow and morning. I jump around and I go I go insane. I, I push the dopamine up because I know what I've been through to create what I am creating right now. And I know how many dark um, 
people I had to cut out of my life and how many dark things I had to go through. So I don't wait for people to be proud of me anymore. I am proud of me first and foremost. And if the other people aren't proud of me, then they can 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 leave it. It's been a hard thing for me. Um, it's hard when you do all these things and you do not have somebody to, to, to tell you, listen, yeah, you, you're doing good. And then that's when it gets lonely because you don't have that somebody. Look, so I want to point something out here and I, I, I'm doing this because I really want to take a screenshot of this because this is phenomenally said. You should only look down when helping someone back up. And then I look down to, I look down to clean the crud off my boots. I look up to see the directions of which to travel. And I think that those two are amazing. And Mandy, you're not gloating. You're proud of who you are and what you've done. Uh, I think that's what you sent me. And I haven't even like, I, I opened it and I was, an email came in that I had to answer. So I need to listen to it because I want to hear you holding a long ass note. All right. Like I want to hear this. So I will be listening. Send it to us so we can listen. You're not voting. I mean, the first thing I did was was tell you guys of what I achieved this weekend. And it's all through 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 connections and just wanting, know, knowing what I want and using my connections and everything. But if I'm not proud of myself, then what am I doing it for, Mandy? You mm-hmm. need to be proud of yourself. We also mm-hmm. proud of I am proud of you. Jaybird, I am proud of you too. These comments are perfect like today, guys. Uh, looking inwards, as CK says, and that's 100%. You need to take the time to look inwards. And I do that every morning lately. And that's what this October is about. So for everybody here, if you're trying to find the best out of yourself, not, 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 not if, you're here because you're trying to find the best out of yourself. You're trying to rebuild yourself and you see that the people out front, like Ilsa and I, are just humans. We are people just like you. And all we want to do is try to help others. And that's what everybody here does. So all we want to do is be able to connect that and build up. So if you're doing October, when, while you were doing October, it, when you look inside yourself, I want you to take that moment to look deep inside and look and see if you're actually proud of yourself. And don't think you're gloating. Don't think you're cocky. Don't down talk yourself, but be proud of who you are. And if you need to send Elsa and I that message, send us an email at javadelight at gmail.com. We will open that up, look deep inside and say, look at each other and tell each other, I'm so proud of and what they did. Because if you need that uplifting thing, nobody is nobody's going to be able to do that if you can't do it for yourself. And I say that from experience and want to be able to provide that to people. Uh, begin to look inward without replacing all the negatives that have been used to bash you by others or your own inner voice. It's to look inward without replaying those. Look inward. Uh, humans are just tall dogs. And actually... <laughs> I like that. Humans are just bad, just tall dogs. Some of them are bad dogs, but uh, dogs aren't bad. Not no, not all dogs are good. Not all dogs. Some dogs, it's it, some dogs. No, just don't have you think a, it's because how they raised? I mean, because they just animals. At the same point, you'd say the same thing about people. Yeah, but okay, but animals don't talk and animals don't treat you like shit. Animals treat you like shit when you treat them like shit. I, d- I don't disagree. Humans, you can treat them nicely Who? and then they turn around and bite you on the ass. And Who? then they were supposedly good humans. I'm not saying everybody. So that's why I said poor dogs. Dogs don't just go out and bite you. They no. Give, you give them a reason to bite you. Nah, I'm a big cat. 
I'm with Every, you, I'm everybody's. A I'm a panda. I'm, I'm an iguana. I'm a turtle. I'm a turtle. Turtle power. So I went out for breakfast by myself yesterday, and I went to one of my favorite breakfast places. And that's something I, I I've done before, but this was like. I really was excited to go have breakfast by myself and just sit at the bar and all that. And, and like breakfast bar. And we have Amy in the back. I hope everybody's getting excited. Like I, cause she looks, she has this smile on her face that is already going to light up the room. Like this is going to be a, this is a way to start. Oh my my I know me too. Um, but I went out to breakfast and I'm sitting there and I ended up sitting with a vet. I just, he was sitting by himself. I was sitting by myself. I said, can I talk with you? And he was like, yeah. So him and I start talking. Now I'm in Cleveland. You'd think we'd talk Browns. We didn't talk any sports. All we talked about is how today's society has like all these negative things. And it's like, it feels like everywhere you go, you can't have a conversation without it being negative. And he led that conversation. By the end of it, him and I are both talking about how hard it is to look deep inside yourself, but it's essential. And he is a veteran for the Marines. And he was telling me how, in the Marines, you don't have this mindset of, oh, it's hard. Oh, it's easy. It's you have to know you're going to get through this. You have to. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And <laughs> human, try it. Try. It's the ultimate adventure. <laughs> um, but, like, being able to have this conversation with this gentleman was the highlight of my weekend because – Dave was his name and Dave and I got to sit there and he just felt so at ease telling me about who he is. And I'm a stranger and the struggles he's been through, but then how well he is. And he ended it in such a positive way with saying how he has two great grandkids. His grandkids are very influential in his life. And while his wife passed away a few years ago, he literally is so happy. He gets to be there for his kids. And I sat there and while an hour long conversation went like up and down at the end of it. This man ended it in such a positive note that as a stranger, it made me honored that he would feel comfortable enough to talk to me, but it made me proud to know he knew to end it with such a positive thing. It made me think of myself and do I do that now? Elsa, do you have Miss Amy's bio ready? I do. I do. Uh, we are interviewing our special guest, Amy, is it Carlson? Amy has been a life coach part-time for 20 years alongside her career in education and health promotion. She recently decided to go full on with her business and that is how She Force Mindset Coach was created. Can I just mm. say I'm loving that name? Uh, yeah. Huh? She Force. It just, it's just, woman... Force, it just goes. It goes like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. So we will have Miss... Is that all of her bio? I'm sorry. I didn't... I, didn't, yes, yes. I thought so. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in one minute after a word from our sponsor. I'm sorry. You have to see my face all the time. That's such a pretty face. Uh, my name is Brandon. And over the past year, the Delay Cafe team and I traveled across the U.S. researching this rapidly growing industry, CBD. What we have found throughout the industry were products that were inconsistent in dosage and used ingredients that weren't even lab tested. Products with chalky textures, bitter aftertaste, and worst of all, confusion among the CBD consumers. That's why we created Delight Cafe. 
a 15 milligram lab tested all natural water soluble hemp CBD powder pack. It's odorless, colorless, and tasteless. Add it to your favorite drink of choice wherever, whenever, on the go. Quickly find your calm, your balance, your delight. And we're back with Miss Amy. Amy, it is such an honor to have you here today. You have you have been in the comments playing and just bringing a light of sunshine in our, our day. What a way to start a Monday. Thank you for being with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. I uh, have to say, too, that you guys have created such a great space. Like, um, being with you this morning, even before I got on here, I thought that's what that's what this is all about. You know, that's what I do with coaching. But you guys have really nailed it with creating that that container to um, encourage growth. So bravo. It, it was COVID. It hit everybody the, worldwide. And when you wake up every morning and everything is just the first thing out of everybody from if you go on Facebook or social media to the news, it's negative. And I got tired of that. And our team got tired of it. And we looked each other in the eyes and said, we need to do more. We need to be out here. We need to find the people. Because I was having a conversation yesterday with somebody and I we, we were saying how the news can have an hour of negativity thrown at you. And they'll throw one positive thing in, in the middle. And that's it. And it's like, how much of us are, are doing that with our life? Because that's what we're seeing from so many areas. And there's more people out there wanting to do good that actually have a good heart than people that are just angry all the time. And so for us, it's let's find those people and build a community of people that want to make this world a better place. So thank you for being one of those with us. Well, I, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to uh, promote this with all my, my audience as well. So, all right. Elsa's already dove in. She's already expressed how much she loves what you're doing. The she force. I love it. Talk to us about this. How did this come about? And tell us what you've been doing so far. How's it going? Cool. Well, um, the name came about, you know, I'm, I'm a big nature lover. So um, that's kind of what was behind like the force part of it, like the forces of nature. And um, oh, I, love it. I use a lot of analogies like with water. And when I'm coaching, like we talk about, you know, where you're at in the river. And um, so it just, it just made sense. And uh, the other part of it was just like to remind me to step into my own, like to be my own she force, you know, and uh, everybody can put their, their word in front of force, whatever works for them. But um, so part of it was a, a personal reminder to myself too. And what's been going on for me since COVID, um, I knew that I needed to get back into life coaching more uh, with more intention, not just like a little bit here and there. And so COVID hit and I thought, you know, this is crazy of me to um, actually like leave a steady paycheck, but I could not ignore that, that calling that, that I needed to get back into this. And um, so I did, I left my, I left my regular job and um, you know how you guys were talking earlier about sometimes you do things and people call you crazy. Well, 
when you're following your heart, I mean, you're just, I don't think you're crazy. So, um, yeah, so I, I stepped into it and then I realized, wow, I don't have a business plan. I haven't, the whole online space was new to me because I'd been getting clients through, um, things I did in the community. And so it was people that could get to know me and trust me that way. And I had no idea what to do in the online space. So, um, then I took on another job because I knew I wasn't ready to start my own. And, uh, as you said, I've got background in teaching. So, um, with COVID and what's going on in schools, they needed more, uh, teachers. So I took on a long-term sub job and that was great. It really helped me. It, it cemented some of the things that I knew worked in life coaching. And I got to do those with high school kids. I was in an art class and it was just like this. It was creating a container where people felt safe. It really didn't matter, matter what subject matter It was just creating a safe space. And, um, but by the end of that long-term sub job, I was ready. I was ready to jump in. I had more of a plan. And um, so it's been really accelerated learning for me <laughs> the last few that months. Is, that <laughs> is so amazing. I think the COVID had kickstarted everybody's um, little voice to tell them where to go and what jobs to leave and what people to leave and everything. So what I do is on LinkedIn, I usually on a Monday or on that day make a poll that has got to do with the guest that we've got on. And I actually saw on your page, and I don't know if you saw on LinkedIn, I made a, a post there to ask people if they are people pleasers because I see that a lot. And and, 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 and and I don't think a lot of people know how to deal with that because their belief systems have been so ingrained that if you do not please your elders, that something will happen to you. What advice do you have for someone? What coaching skills can you maybe help someone with when they struggle with that? Yeah. Well, the um, discussion that you guys were having earlier was just great um, around this topic. And First of all, you know, just kind of recognizing that don't beat yourself up about it because really we're, it's, it's societal. It's, um, it's an expectation. I think that most of us grow up with, um, and you learn pretty early on, like what upsets your parents. And then, um, and that's kind of where it all usually begins. Um, mm. is, and, and then, you know, we go on to other things, schools and, and jobs, and we, we, we want to belong. You know, we all have that sense of belonging. And mm -hmm. so that's really where people pleasing comes from. So try not to beat yourself up about it. But when you recognize it happening in your life, um, what you can do. So I've, I heard this expression, you know, you guys were talking about setting boundaries. And um, it, that feels like it, it, just those words, right, feel kind of hard and heavy. Yeah. And um, people people get defensive, too, when somebody says I'm setting boundaries. So uh, right there, we kind of set ourselves up for a little failure. So um, one of the ways that I think about it or that I teach about it is um, just learning to own your edges. Mm. So like even if, you know, drawing an outline around yourself, OK, like this is where I start and end. And this is where somebody else starts and end mm -hmm. and you can have interactions, but that doesn't mean that you are, you know, that, that they are like 
I'm thinking about like watercolors, you know, that their color is bleeding into you. You can still be who you are. Yeah. Um, and, and just own that. So just that, that reference point for me has been helpful. And in teaching that, like, just learn to own your edges. And um, the first part of that is getting clear on who you are. So as people pleasers, we really, you know, have not been taught how to, well, who am I? What do mm -hmm. I you know, what are my core beliefs? Um, what, what guides my life? Um, so first of all, you just have to get clear on that. Spend a little time figuring out what your kind of your main values are. Mm -hmm. And um, I even had to post them like, so I didn't keep forgetting and let other people lead me. Okay. Like one of my top values are creativity and curiosity. But yeah, go ahead. You were going to say something, Brandon. I just, I like the analogy, um, <clears throat> excuse me, as an art teacher, like a substitute art teacher. Were you an art teacher before? Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. That's awesome. Art and health. <laughs> oh, oh, this is going to be fun then. You just made this question <laughs> twist. So I love the idea of the art question. I think of my nine-year-old niece and a couple of years ago, she did that body drawing thing and then you draw inside of it and all that. And as adults, we forget that we did these things. And I loved how you said the watercolor. And I picture people just splashing their paintbrush, like little kids would do, all over everything and everyone, and it gets everywhere. Knowing yourself helps you keep it away from not accept, not getting that on you, on you. That's what the boundary is there for. That protective layer. I use faith on this a lot. I say, because whether you're Christian, Baptist, I don't care if you're Muslim, I want you to just know your faith. But having that protective layer through faith and knowing that that's going to protect you and that's what the boundary is built on is where I've been going a lot in my life. Building into yourself is more than just showing up and doing things. It's actually looking deep inside and taking those moments when you took the time to trace yourself, as you said, how hard or how difficult was that to actually turn around and not and see all the other watercolors of people on you and then start restructuring that. Yeah. Um, well, like you guys referenced before, anytime you're going through personal growth, which really is always um, there's, there's just uncomfortable, you know, a little uncomfortable moments. And um, it's not unlike working out, you know, you're, it's not always comfortable. Um, so but, but once I was able to step back though, you know, and I took the time to say, kind of answer that question, who am I, you know, and are there a certain, doesn't have to get super complex, but you know, what are some words that describe me and my values? And what are a couple of verbs that I really resonate with? And for me, it's like empowering and inspiring and those can help be drivers. And, um, but when I was able to step back and then see kind of what I'd put in that outline, you know, of who I was, it really helped me stand up a little taller. And um, it also gave me a filter. So then I could filter things through and see what was a fit or a match for me and what wasn't. And it really, it helped me make decisions better. I think when we're people pleasers, it's hard to make decisions too, because you're always weighing like, 
is this going to hurt somebody? And oh my gosh, is this the right thing? And you're always second guessing yourself. Yeah. You guys find that? <laughs> Back in the day? Yeah. We actually mute so that way neither of us interrupt you. And we it helps us know who's going to be ready with their next question and we rotate. I actually was going to ask a question why I was like doing one. Ilsa and I have like this, like, no, I got one more really quick. Like to ward each other. Uh, with that, what are some words that you give to yourself? Let's, let's say you woke up. It's Monday morning. You go into the classroom and Bobby is just a pain in the butt today and you just want to push Bobby down the stairs, okay? Yeah. You, like I'm just using Bobby as an example because I don't know why that name came in my head. Yeah. What self-words do you say about yourself? What uplifts you for Amy to, like how do you say these things to yourself and what are some of the words you choose? And I'm asking as like a, a baseline for people so that way people know, think like that and pick what your words are. So first of all, before the words even start flowing, I, I've tried to train myself, you know, it, it takes some time, but I've tried to train myself about breathing. <laughs> so, you know, focus on the inhale and the exhale, because if I'm not breathing very well, I, what's going to come next from my mind and my mouth are not going to be <laughs> productive. <laughs> so, um, you know, which gives you that little pause. Okay. I'm going to inhale and exhale and um, then, so, you know, talking about self-talk, I read this once that we react to our own self-talk if it's better in second or third person. So instead of saying like, I'm going to handle this situation in my head, um, I'm going to have... I'm going to open to more ideas and take this in better if I say, hey, Amy, you got this. Because then I've got, you know, I'm referencing myself by name or you. And so um, that's one of the things that I've learned. And it, it really works. Um, so starting with that and then, you know, owning your edges again, like, hey, you know, if you walk into a situation and or somebody walks into your situation and they've, they've got a lot going on, they've got a lot going on. That doesn't mean I have to go in and get right in the middle of it. You know, I can just hold the space and, and come over calmly. And um, it just kind of, you know, sometimes it can diffuse right there. And also know when it's time to just back away and, and let somebody kind of go through there. Yeah. Yeah. I read on, on, on your Facebook page, you've got a technique that you use, a meter technique. Can you tell us more yeah. about that? Yeah. So what I found over the years with coaching and like what really hit me. So I, I've been into personal growth forever, I, I think. Like <laughs> I've always been like a seeker. And um, so I had all this information. I had all of this uh, great stuff going on up here. Stuff I knew, not, not all that I like was living, but I knew it. <laughs> it hadn't all downloaded. But the biggest gap for me was recognizing um, in myself and then seeing it over and over with clients is this feeling of like, shortage or scarcity or lack. Um, another word that was always coming up was like wasting. 
I don't want to waste time. I don't want to waste money. I don't want to waste energy. And so that was all part of this mindset of scarcity. And when we operate from that place, like just like the, the hierarchy pyramid. Yep. If we're operating from a lack, a place of lack, it's pretty hard to get to that place of self self-actualization. So that's when I started to um, put this together of using mindset to work with um, our beliefs on time. That's the T part. Um, our beliefs about money and abundance in general. Our beliefs about energy. And then um, the A, I, I either put in their alignment or sometimes appreciation. You know, the word love sometimes is too loaded for people to, <laughs> they might next associate it with like, ooh, lost love or, you know, so, but I find the word appreciation is a lot more neutral and people, they know how that feels. That's interesting. Cause I actually, my question was going to be, can you explain meta and how you came up with it? And then you answered that before I even got a chance to ask. So I was like, oh crap. Uh, so I'm going to switch that question. I have one that I was saving in the back. Um, you're high school, you were teaching high school art. Okay. And we made the comment about how a lot of people aren't going back to work with COVID and a lot of people aren't going, doing a bunch of stuff. A lot. This is becoming a almost like a revolution of new jobs. It's creating new companies. Small businesses are on the rise like crazy. People are stepping into what they 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 know they're supposed to be doing and leaving jobs that they're getting burnt out on. They call this generation right now the great resignation. And I hear that and it almost makes me upset like because people aren't resigning. People don't quit jobs. They quit management. They quit somebody they don't believe in. And I think there's so many people out there that want to be able to do great things. As a teacher in high school right now, even a long-term sub, I'm giving, I, I'm calling you the teacher because you were a teacher there. You know, with that, are you seeing kids develop more of a a knowledge of the stuff we're talking about today that the rest of us maybe thought we had to go get the job, we had to go get college, we had to do, do these things. And that's why we're resigning as we're stepping up for ourselves. Are you seeing this happen in high school a lot younger in that? And how has your teachings been able to be influenced into your classrooms? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I am seeing that. So, so I see it firsthand because I've got two teenagers and um, they are living you know, they're coming from a different place, then they're seeing some different examples. And like YouTube is one of those things that they're able to see different ways of doing things, different ways of making a living. Um, and I think that's fantastic. And my first day, you know, in the classroom after, so it would have been the first, um, time that the kids had been back in the classroom since the school shut down. So then when I started in with that sub job, I just told each class that I had that day, I said, I really think that you guys are going to help the world in amazing ways. And you guys are coming up with solutions that are going to change things. 
And the students just kind of looked at me and then some of them almost got like a little teary. And I, I said, I, I believe that. And um, so number one, I think we have, to, I, I think speaking of containers, we have to create that container for our youth that, that that's how we feel and empower them to do that. And secondly, um, I think it's going to be the younger ones that are going to help teach us how to do that. And that's maybe the first time in history when I think about that, that um, we might be going to people younger than us to really show us the way. And I, I, I don't know. I, I believe that that's going to heal a lot of things. Uh, I, I also have a teenage son and all he does is YouTube. And when I ask him what he wants to do when he grows up, he says, I want to be a professional gamer. And I said, well, then that's what you do. I'm not going to force you to do something that you don't want to do. Um, and I also feel that in, in the schools these days, uh, children are more um, I'm, I'm open to their own talents and believe in their own talents more than the older generation because the parents believe in the kids more than the older generation because they were still like, you have to work and you have to do this. And our generation, because I'm almost 40 and I also left my job and, 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 and just to do what I like. And, 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 and I think our generation being an example for, for, for the, the, the teenagers, we're going to help them like that. And they're going to help us just um, use the internet to get, to get, yeah. I won't say rich, but to get your, your, your lines of income that you don't have to work because they don't want to work and they're showing us how to do it. So I applaud everybody out there that, 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 that leaves their jobs. Just don't go hungry and don't tell your boss, I said you must leave your job. <laughs> so I, I wrote this question down um, and it's a, a thing that, that, that a lot of people struggle with and that is like shifting their energy and mindset. How, how do you do that when you've had a mindset for so long that, that, that this is how things need to work? How do I shift that? What can I do to shift that energy and to make my life go in the direction that I want it to go. Good. Well, you know, the first thing is if, if just when we become aware that something isn't working um, and then recognizing that is like that first step is actually huge. Um, and I teach my clients, you know, that's where you have to celebrate, like start celebrating right there. Um, because they say that if we don't celebrate something, even a small step, the brain doesn't recognize it as something positive. And so then it's pretty hard to build from there. So just becoming aware. And you guys were talking earlier about some things that you're shifting in your own lives right now. And um, <clears throat> so that awareness is huge. And then from there, um, just take a look at what, what it is that's, that's coming up for you. So, for example, um, you know, one of the things that really is top of mind with a lot of my clients is like, I don't have time. I don't have time. It's, you know, I run out of time and um, there's no time for this and there's no time for self-care. And so that's a belief. And just starting to one way to do it is, uh, you know, in psychology, they talk about reframing. So take that. I don't have time. And, you know here's, here's the time that I have. 
and start to prioritize. Um, another thing to do is just, you know, the more, the more humor we can have with ourselves, the better. I, I think that's how change really comes. So if we can, if we can take that phrase that has been going around and around in our mind, you know, um, almost like taking a, a tape or a CD out of a, a player, you know, just look at it, examine it and, uh, journal about it or um, just to see how it's how it's played out. And then you have that choice. Do I want it to keep going this way? And I think from there, the part where we encounter the most resistance is when we think that we have to make a quantum leap to the next place instead of a baby step. Um, you have to take the smaller steps to gain momentum. Yeah. I love that. I, I really do. I was actually listening and I got distracted by your Instagram because I was checking out your puppy. Uh, how old is your puppy? I have to ask. I actually shared your website for everybody and I wanted to bring that up, but then I was like making sure I had your Instagram ready in the background and I'm like, oh, look at him. <laughs> I know. I know. Luckily, she's sleeping right now on the dog bed right beside me. I thought, oh, I hope she's not all over the place during this. But um, she is. She's almost four months old. Oh, oh, that my gosh, Amy. Yeah. And, it's a like, yeah. and then so here's Amy's fa uh, Instagram, Facebook, same company. Uh, here's Amy's Instagram, guys. Do yourself a favor. Give her a follow. I, as you saw, I clicked it. I've already gone through and liked a few things, but look at this face. Like, oh my goodness. I'm giving a like. I love this. It is so cute. What was her name? I'm sorry. Myla. Myla. And that, so you have a puppy and I, yeah. use, I, the reason I bring this up is because I, my parents just got a puppy and I tell people all the time how if you can't train a dog, you can't train yourself. And it's really is like that. If she's, she's a puppy, she's going to run all around. A child is going to run all around. It's, are you teaching them to respect you and follow you? Or are you teaching them to fear you and follow you? And a lot of dogs fear. And that's the thing that people don't realize in their training with having a puppy how are you taking the training and helping it with your coaching? Ooh, that, that is good. That's a great question. Well, um, you kind of forget, you know, about what it's like <laughs> having a puppy once again, but um, I just had to, had to like give myself grace about what my schedule looked like, you know, all of a sudden and um, but not get mad at the dog about that just because she's got to go outside all the time. Um, so that was a biggie for me, just rearranging my schedule. And then that helped me with coaching too. Like, yeah, just reminding people you put a schedule together and then things, you know, life shifts and you have to be okay with, you know, flowing with it. And, um, so that was a biggie, but then <laughs> it gets a little hard sometimes cause she's got that cute face as you saw. And so if she does something that's like she's not supposed to do, it's she's she tilt, tips her yeah. head, 
And you and I both know there's people out there that have a cute face that use that to get out of out of getting into things. And they do things. Elsa, don't give me that look. I know how adorable I am. <laughs> but like in all seriousness, it's one of these things where the dogs are doing that. She gives you that cute look. Well, if she just peed on the carpet, that cute look doesn't have the same effect. And if I just pee on the carpet, Elsa's not going to want the same effect with me. And I say that as a very joking manner for everybody, but think about it. How many times, and I mean this for the audience, how many times do we actually have things that like we're working on in ourselves and then something comes in that pees on our carpet that we get distracted by and we get mad and we don't rebalance ourselves to be able to, you're not going to go beat the snout of the dog because they peed on the carpet. You're going to have to teach them. And we forget that with other people with the dog training. Oh God, I would love you to take your dog into art class and have all the kids draw the dog. Like just like that would be for, or something with the dog. You know what I mean? They would, they would love that. Yeah. She's young enough. It's perfect for socializing and everything. I, I my ADD kicks in sometimes. Sorry about that. Amy, with this all going on, you have a puppy, you have, you have teenagers, which that alone has to be stressful. How does Amy self-love? Like, what would you do to be able to love yourself today that you wish others could do? Well, that's one of the reasons I have dogs is because I, they get me outside. They get me walking. Um, they give that love, just like you were talking about, you know, taking a nap, cuddling with the animals. They they just do that and they kind of help remind you to do that. Um so that's that was one little aside there. Um, I was also just going to mention, too, when you're talking about like training. So it's it's taking the time. Like if I let my puppy right now chew on a shoe, even though she can't do too much damage right now because her teeth aren't all that strong. Well, a couple months from now, she could do a lot of damage if I continued to let her do that. So, you know, it's that technique of like replacing the shoe with something else here you can chew on this or putting the shoes out of her reach you know what i mean like it just just thinking ahead yeah to to set the puppy up for success and it's the same way we have to do with ourselves we have to set ourselves up for success i like how you say, say that and it actually flows into if you can say it like that into my next question so you've got two teenagers is it boys or girls boys Boys, oh, more even more difficult. <laughs> how do you motivate your your your? How do you motivate your your teen boys to 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 go out and get what they want? And 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 do you use your coaching techniques on them as well? Um, a little bit. So when, <laughs> when they were younger, I could kind of like you know slide some coaching things in there and they weren't aware of it. Well, now they're quite aware of, <laughs> are you trying to coach me, mom? Um, <laughs> so now I kind of have to frame it like, Hey, you know, I was reading this book and there's this really interesting idea. Like, what do you think about that? So now we can engage more like, um, more like my two adults talking and, uh, maybe just plant a seed. Um, so, and as teenagers, you know, I had to prepare myself just like setting the puppy up for success. I had to consciously say, uh, you know, like limiting beliefs, right? 
the the one you always hear is like, oh, those teenage years. Oh, and I before it ever happened, I thought, I don't want to think that way. You know, I don't want I don't want it to be that way. So I don't want to set it up that way with my thoughts leading that it's going to just be terrible. So that was the first thing. And um, and then like educating myself about what's going on with them. When something frustrating would happen, you know, remembering like, where are they in brain development? Just like with the puppy, you know, like, like where are they? What can I expect? And um, again, then how can I set them up for success? Because as a teacher, I had seen too many times of that judgment of, you know, there's something wrong with you instead of just acknowledging like, well, this is just number one, you can't change how quickly your brain develops. Right. And number two, you don't know what's going on in a lot of kids' home lives. So, you know, show them that you believe in them and you'll be amazed at what they'll, what they'll do. But if you just teach them that fixed mindset, like, ah, you're doomed. Nothing can change. You have no control over this. Wouldn't you say that's pretty common nowadays, though? People like put that out there so freely and it's become almost like a mindset. It's like it's COVID-19 hit and we have all these stresses and everybody can give you a horrible situation that happened. We've all had all been going through it, but it's so easy to find the negatives nowadays and having teenage boys like I don't envy you. I just want to say that like on that one, teenage boys are tough. I know how I was as a teenage boy. And that was not something that's why I don't have kids now. I couldn't handle another me in this world. Um, but with that, I love to be able to hear those things about these people and how you're, you're connecting with your sons. Do you notice that your boys are able to connect with you in a different way than maybe other kids do with their parents, especially because COVID hit a lot of different areas and being a life coach, you're able to provide your, your children, your boys, a way of growing strong during a tough time, a way of blocking out the watercolors during a tough time. Did you notice that they've been responding differently compared to others because of having that growth mindset with you growing up? You know, I, I think it has made a difference. Um, and it, one way that it shows up is that, you know, this is where their friends come. They, you know, they know they can gather here. They know that um, that it, it's fine to be here. That so I, you know, I, I take that as a a good thing, and um, and then also feeling like okay, I don't think they really seem that stressed or that panicked about what's going on. You know, because we've had a lot of discussions about well. Um, in a time of uncertainty, um, you got to check in with, with what you can control and then really focus in on that. And all of that is just this inner stuff. That's, that's all that we can control. So, um, in some ways, you know, it's really been an opportunity for a lot of us, right. To think about, to take back that, that power that we each have about how we view things. And um, I think that's brought up topics like mindset more frequently um, since the pandemic than before. 
Um, if you want to start, let's say, and, and I'm going back to being a teacher and working with, the, with, with teenagers and the younger generation, and is there any specific books that you can give somebody that young to maybe explain to them to read and to help them in the future that you can suggest to, for us to give to our kids to read? Something that's not difficult and that a teenager can be able to read. Mm, that's a good question. I was just thinking about this yesterday with with my kids. So 16 and 18. And one of the things that I was going to um, recommend to them, I've got it right here, is The Big Leap um, by Gay Hendricks. But for some kids, you know, like, as I'm thinking, it's quite a, quite a range, right? Like, let's say a 13-year-old as opposed to an 18-year-old. Um, so I would say that book, The Big Leap, is is for a little older. Um, I can look at my bookshelf real quick here to see, like, for the younger ones. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck is a great one for young kids. Oh, my, my son got that one when he was like 15. Yeah. And look, it's, it's, if you yeah. can overlook the word like yeah. on that, because so there's um, many books that are using that now because that book became so popular and the title stands out. People like, didn't want to read it because there was an F word on it. But when you actually, I've read that book a couple of times because it really does hit in different ways. And it's not that his knowledge is to swear to get your attention. It's the way that he explain Mark explains his his stories to help you be able to understand. You have to not give a fuck. Like you have to not almost care. And it's not not caring for others. It's the boundaries. It's the it's the areas of yourself that you are breaking out and being able to push forwards on. And so I, I make that a joke because 13 might be a little young still, but I'm not the parent. You could do it whatever you want. Yeah. But like, I like that like your son did do that at 15 because it's, it's a totally different book. And we could easily go, oh, you need to be reading Malcolm Gladwell, Tipping Point. That way you understand the difference in society. But not everybody's going to get that yet. And that book is written in such a good way that I, I made it a joke, but like it is a good book. So – Amy, are you going to write a book? Yeah, I am actually. Um, it's been on my like bucket list for quite a while. And I thought, you know what? It's it's now. It's like within the next year. I love I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to have a book. Yeah. What is your book going to be? Well, it's going to be about making it, putting these techniques together, you know, um, and it's, it's going to be short and sweet. It's going to show that it's um, possible to do like easy, I'm, easily. Yeah. And um, it's probably going to have some fun pictures in it because I'm visual. I like to see, I like to see pictures like too. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's just probably going to be this, this uh, meta technique, it just in, in its most basic form to make it accessible. I love it. I love it. All right, Elsa, you're up. I'm gonna, I have a good one after this. <laughs> okay, I also have a good one. Can you tell us more about the petite retreat? How does that work and what, does, what is that? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is my and Brandon's question. I'm <laughs> it's funny watching you two interact. <laughs> Across the world, right? <laughs> yes, I'm in Ohio and she's in I'm South in Africa. South Africa. <laughs> uh, awesome. Where are you by chance, just by chance? Montana. 
Oh, yeah, I so that's Montana. where Mermaid in Montana comes yeah. from. Okay, because I wanted to ask why Mermaid in Montana. I wanted to know yeah, elaborate on that. Like, I wanted to know more about the mermaid thing too, but I wasn't going to ask because I thought it sounded creepy the way I would have asked it. <laughs> like, are you really a mermaid? I did the creepy, I did the creepy questions. <laughs> I, I, the mermaid in Montana was like, well, I feel like I should be on a beach, but I've been in like, I've been landlocked most of my life. So that's, <laughs> that's where that came from. Oh. I love it. I love yeah. it. Maybe someday. Now, what about this petite retreat? Now, is this only for females or if I put a wig oh. on, can I come? Yeah. Yeah. So what it's, what it's turned out to be so far is like once a season, um, I, I like to connect things with the change of seasons and, um, you know, cycles and nature. Cycles. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we just had one for the equinox and, uh, then we'll do one, you know, around the solstice. And, uh, so like four times a year and it's just really, um, some intention setting for that next season and how to make. So first of all, you know, create your vision and then, uh, create some steps to take to get there and um, doing it in, in that kind of community setting with some of these tools. And then, you know, we add a little movement to like this last time we did some yoga and meditation to end with. And um, I feel like people have been, I know for myself, I've been kind of missing out on a feeling of community. So that's part of the idea of it. And then um, I also feel like when you do some of this intention setting in a group, it's, it's powerful. You know, you get to hear other people's ideas, thoughts, bounce things off. Um, then you get to say out loud, you know, where, what your intentions are. And then, um, you know, you walk away with some things, you know, we do a little bit of art too, and you walk away with some visuals that you can keep wherever you want to, you know, by your computer or by your mirror to keep your focus because I'm telling you nothing changes if we don't sit down find our intentions create some steps to get there and then just keep checking in keep looking at that you know am I still going in that direction you can zig and zag but are you still going in that general direction With having two teenage boys, your life has to be very busy. When you get that time for Amy, yeah. what is the first thing you do? Ooh, let's see. Okay. I love I, to I, be honest. If it's yeah. Facebook, be honest. <laughs> uh, well, I, I do love to read. So I've always got some book. Um, I've got a rebuttal question then. What are you reading right now? The one thing. I don't know this one. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's 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 great. So um, like I was saying earlier, I'm, I'm that like curious and creative person. And I've always got 100, you know, like there's a lot going on in my head. And I'm sure I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. Um, so this takes uh, just sort of helps you narrow it down, funnel it down a little bit. Not to say that you can't have a lot of ideas and a lot of stimulation, but that if, if there's something you really want to move the needle on in your life, like it helps you kind of narrow it down and it gives you um, reasons and stories around 
why that works. And so for me, it's been super helpful. And it, it takes things like, you know, the to-do list and instead breaks it down into the su success list. Like, you know, you shouldn't have a list of 20 things to do every day. You will fail at that. If you have one or two things that really matter, focus in there. Now you may get more than that done, but if, you know, it's a different way of looking at things. You look at a list of 20 and you feel overwhelmed. You look at a list of two and you're like, I got this. And so with that momentum, you may do a whole lot more, but it's just, it, it's really a book about prioritizing. I love that. I, I think that's a great thing because there's so many people that do. I saw you, Elsa. I'm complimenting. <laughs> See the face she makes at me? <laughs> if she wasn't a shark trainer in her spare time, I wouldn't be so scared of her. <laughs> but like, for real, that is a great thing. And now, do you read uh, like for yourself or do you read because I, I like to read and I ask this because I know so many people hate reading. They're just like, oh, I can't focus. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, it gets boring. But reading is essential. And coming from somebody who is dyslexic, I take I I have two master's degrees and it still takes me absolutely forever to read a chapter. And that's because it's hard for me to do and I have to take the time to do it. But reading really does make you slow down, you breathe, and you're focused on that. And someone who's is I'm the H of ADHD, as everybody likes to say. And I like when I sit down to read, if it doesn't captivate me, it's my mind can think of 10 other stories. So what is a book that you just have to tell people, like, hey, even if you hate reading, read this and then I'll stop. Elsa. you get two questions. OK, now th this might be too elementary, but let me let me just show you. No, I, I, I take that back. Not anything can be, it's, it's good to be simple. Mm. Oh, I love the title. This is I'm getting sold. so, right? I'm sold already. I want to read that book. I don't like reading, but I don't want to read that book just because it says be more dog. It's great. It's got, you know, pictures <gasps> and, and it's just, it's one of those things like it's deep, but it's also like, like anybody at any age would get it. And awesome. it, you can open it up anywhere and just get a little kind of like, oh yeah, just lighten. It just, it just kind of lightens the load. Mm -hmm. mm. I love that. There, there's a saying that says that sometimes the student becomes the teacher. Has any of your students ever given you unknowingly life advice that changed your life and what was mm. it? Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I found that like in a teaching setting, kids were doing that all the time. If I was open to it, they were giving me little nuggets for life all the time. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, I wasn't always open to it. Right. You're just thinking like, oh, I got to I got to manage this. And I got to get through this curriculum and stuff. But like this last time when I went in, you know, as a long-term sub, I, I just had a different view of it. And I, I just went easier on myself about it too. And it turns out I got a lot more out of it um, with that attitude. And, you know, just, man, I, I, 
I just, uh, I'm, I'm trying to kind of distill some of these little moments and these nuggets, but um, I think kids are rich with those. Mm-hmm. I, I remember one time that this is a little different, but one time <laughs> I had a student tell me when I was teaching a health class, she was, she was maybe like eight or nine years old. And she's like, you know, um, I can't run. I have a soft heart. She said, and I'm sure she was telling me about a, some medical kind of thing. But, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> she's got a soft heart. I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. I also have a soft heart. <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that in school. I like gym class. That's different. But like <laughs> history class, I could have easily been like, I'm sorry. We can't talk about Hitler today. I have a soft heart. It doesn't want to go with me. Yes. <laughs> You, you're an art teacher. What kind of art do you do in your personal life? Yeah, I really like uh, just pencil drawings, pen and ink. I love like black and white kind of mediums and then seeing all of the grays that you can make in between. I don't mm-hmm. see any of your artwork hanging on your no, walls. No, I don't. I don't have any of mine up. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, all right, where is it? I want to see one. Like, but no, that's a, that's a, uh, I, I think people have to have that creative mind. Like from the reading is being the calm mind. The creative mind is the art. It's the writing. It's all these other things. When you started art and all that, how long were you a teacher, by the way? I thought you said you retired and then went back. Well, yeah. So I I taught like 15 years and then I went into more health related health promotion stuff. And then, you know, just this last year was when I did that long term. Uh, Are you are you teaching this year? No, no. Okay. With COVID, you've seen the change in school and you've seen these all happening. Being a health coach and being an art teacher, you have the creative mind and you have the horny mind of high school kids. So with that being said, (laughs) how have you noticed the changes in the school over this time? Because you were back in school last year for a little bit. That had to be very, did you have to wear a mask? Did it get intimidating? Did you want to beat the kids up more because of it? Like not literally, I want to make sure we're not saying that literally, but just like as a joke, like, did you see a massive change in the way the school was and the energy of the school and being a health teacher with a bunch of kids, did you notice that you had anything that you could do to help them get the best health for themselves? Yeah. So when I walked into the school after not being there for a while, you know, other than like being involved, like in my kids' school, but I hadn't taught for a while. So um, walking in with everybody in masks, you know, that was just, that was way different because kids are, they're there to socialize. And when part of their face is covered, you know, um, that was one thing I really noticed that the interactions were that was, that was missing. Um, I also noticed that like the schools were trying to, you know, all of this happened fast, but they were trying to operate in the same way they've always operated. And yet there was this huge change. And so um, it it was like, you know, I hope that that changes in my mind. You know, that was part of, part of why I got out of education is because I love education, but the system itself, you know, I wasn't really a fit for that. 
And I didn't want to be an angry, you know, like a grumpy old teacher. And so I just, it was easier for me to remove myself and do my thing than stay in that situation and rail against, you know, a big system. So, um, yeah, but the masks were really a big, a big. Are the masks still mandated in your state? I don't know each state's regulations because this, I'm going to use the state of Ohio just as my example, because I know it. Mm-hmm. The city of Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. is a mask mandate. In Cleveland, Ohio, it's not a mask mandate. And what's interesting about that is the political sides, but we won't go there. But it's like to see counties and cities have to pick their own thing and then states have to do this. And there's such confusion on it. I can't imagine being a kid today. I, mm-hmm. I, I would I, I would like the anxiety I felt as a teenage boy not getting laid in high school and thinking I'm a loser to then growing up. I I love watching people's face when I say random things. We all had that in high school. Let's be honest. Like, but like that stress is already there. Then you add in all these other things, that mask. I cannot tell you how many people I smile for like everything. I love to just be out. I hold a door. I'll smile. I'll, I'll whatever. And I smile. And the reason is, is because there is so much negative and that little smile can make a difference in so many people's lives just by doing something that we do, we, we control. And now we're covering it. And that just hurts me in such deep ways. Is your school still doing these mask mandates? Are the kids getting creative and finding ways to get new masks instead of having it be something covering and all that. Have you seen that take place? And Ilsa, you get the next question. I'm sorry. I did two in a row again. (laughs) Yeah. um, The masks are required in our schools, but they're not required anywhere else in the city. Um, So that's, you know, there's another kind of confusion. I think that the kids are, the kids are seeing a lot of double standards, I think. Um, yeah. And yeah, they're getting creative and there's all sorts of masks that like, you know, are really cool looking. And there's some that are um, mesh, <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> that they're like, hey, I got to breathe, you know. It, and um, I feel the same. I feel the yeah. same. I feel if I can't breathe in my mask. Yeah. Do you think that schools will start falling away and people will start homeschooling their kids more? I've seen it. I've seen it already more and more in just different people I talk to in different places of the world that that's what they're doing. Like it, it wasn't their number one choice, but that's where they're at right now is like, well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the school there. You know, it's like, um, so I gotta, I gotta find some kind of stability for my kids. And so they're coming up with creative options. Yeah. I think that they should be coaching. They, they, they should be things in school that, that, that help the people, not like history and all those crap that they've got in school. They must teach them how to. I saw a lady on LinkedIn advertise that they must teach kids to be kind in schools and they must teach kids to have compassion and they must teach kids how to help their fellow men and all that. So I, I, I personally think that a lot of schools are just going to not exist in, 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 in the future because a lot of people are pulling a back, a back, a back from that kind of control over their kids and everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, there's so much more kids need to know when they get out of school than, you know, what we teach them in history and English and math and all of that. It's like the world is so much bigger than that. They, there's yeah. a lot they need to know and we could pre- be preparing them better. 
I agree. I agree. So this went by so fast. I literally have questions I've like been writing just to keep talking with you. And like, you just have this ray of sunshine coming through you, Amy. So please know, I, I thank you for being on with us today. Oh, thank uh, you guys so much. I really enjoyed it. And I, I love your show. I'm going to tell everybody about it. Thank you so uh -huh. much. Thank, thank you. you. That, that's yes. you're gonna make me cry, and I'm not even making it. Uh, so Ilsa, it's that time. <laughs> so Ilsa, it is that time. So Amy, we end every show by just speaking positivity to everybody. You you hear it the whole episode, but at the end, we give either a quick synopsis to a there's something you just feel on your heart that you've got to be getting off and you've got to get it off. So what we'll do is have Ilsa go first and then I'll go second. And then you will actually go at the end and we'll say our goodbyes to everybody then, but that way you see how it's done. Okay. Awesome. Ilsa, show us how it's done, girl. It's Monday. I'm so happy to be here with you. It is almost six o'clock in South Africa, but we have learned a lot today. I, in my personal capacity, not even on the show, learned a lot this morning and then on the show as well. And that's why we're here to teach ourselves and other people on how to deal with things that we've gone through. Because I feel that's when that is why we go through things is so that we can empower the next person. So like uh, every day I've got a card that says, but today's one says, know that tomorrow is today and then it says at the back mm. when you visualize your future as your present you will reduce your proclivity for procrastination what is mm. the value in waiting do it now because today is tomorrow and tomorrow is today mm. well said well well said elsa very good uh wow uh this episode had so many different things going through it from uh, positive self-talk to understanding who we are to sober October and what that really means to us. And if you felt convicted in any way that you'd like to be able to do something, please know that's what this community is about. Whether it's helping somebody to, like Bob on Fridays to be out there and spreading positive information as a veteran, or whether it's just walking and picking up like garbage on the ground that's not yours like be a difference because it's easy to say ah and find everybody else's what they're not doing but are you actually doing it when you go on a walk and you see that garbage right next to the garbage can do you just pick it up and throw it in do you hold that door for the old lady in the wheelchair or do you just push her out the wheelchair and roll down the hill at the end of the day you need to know that whatever you're going to do you're doing the best for you and to bring the best out for everybody else so take today and find that moment of pure you and go change the world perfect lead-in i was just gonna say um my favorite saying is know yourself be yourself and then i added free yourself mm -hmm. so take that time check in with your heart see what's going on and, uh, you know, honor yourself, listen to yourself. And that really is the best you can, you can give the world. Mm, mm, God, Amy, Amy, you were incredible. Uh, this was a great episode, guys. 
we are two away from 350 on YouTube already. And this has gone so fast. We've grown so fast. Awesome. We are so grateful for everybody. So Amy, do me a favor. When you write your book and it gets finished, before it gets published and you're out there and you're running around doing autograph signings and all that, you've got to come back and talk to us about the promotions for the book, what you're doing. And honestly, deep down inside, I'd love if you have your boys stop by too, just so we could say hi to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh, we, awesome. We, we do so much and we're all about mental health and we're about we're about like, like, I don't know if you heard Tuesdays, testosterone Tuesdays. It's where we focus on men's mental health. Wednesdays are uh, wonders of women. And we interview uh, coming up in two weeks. We're actually interviewing the doctor who wrote the book all about uh, breast cancer and how bras cause are a link to breast cancer. It's the leading link to breast cancer. And we have been doing uh we changed the name to wonder of women, but it was whip them out Wednesdays. It just didn't sound right. Like sounded like a, a grown man came up with it just quickly. Like, I'll just say that, but like we're about finding the best and helping people find that information so they can look inside to find themselves and love themselves. And you don't only just do that. You brought it, you live it and you show it. So Amy, please keep us in touch. Please let us know when you write the book. And you're welcome back to the Java Delight slash Delight Cafe anytime you want. Okay. Thank you so much. Good big Thank heart you. for you. Thank you. These guys you. are awesome. Thank you, Thank guys. You so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. She didn't want to stick around. Oh, why? Got... <laughs> We're still live. How was today's show? It was always still live. Hello, guys. I don't know why. There's an error occurring on StreamYard today. Oh, crap. Let me see if I... See if you can end it. We have a bug. We have a bug. It, it was kicking us out of things the whole episode. Guys, thanks for still being here. If you see us, yeah. say hello. We love you guys. You're playing us overtime today. <laughs> it also right, doesn't want to enter my side. It wouldn't let you leave either? Mm -mm. All right. I'm going to try it something. It doesn't want to the broadcast. All right. I'm going to try something. Love you guys.